0: Hey guys, most of you know that I'm one of the founders here at the Motherhood Anthology membership along with Jenny and Allison, but I want to let you know that I'm also one of the co-owners of Indie Print Co. And at Indie, we say that we're on a mission to revive the art of printing by means of beautifully crafted heirloom albums and fine art prints. Now through February the 7th, Indie is offering our studio sample sale. That means 40% off of heirloom and fine art sample albums and 20% off of our fine art prints and our matted sample albums. You don't need a code. You just need to go on our site and set up an account. So just go to ndprintco.com and click on shop to see all the lovely products that we have there for you. Again, the sale will be offered until February the 7th. So head on over there today and check it out. When we think of boundaries, those thoughts often come with a negative, stale, and cold connotation. But often boundaries are quite the contrary, especially in the song and dance of business and life. Boundaries can create limits and respect between work and play, but they can also be the definition of space to try new things in your business that blazes the trail to great success. With boundaries comes intentional and dedicated margin to love on those you love, find new hobbies that set your soul on fire, and memory making that remains in our hearts for a lifetime. Welcome to the Motherhood Anthology podcast, photography education for a business you love. My name is Kim Box and I'm your host with a collaboration and help of my co-hosts and business partners at the Motherhood Anthology, Jenny Krueger and Allison Craig. Today's episode features the TMA team, Jenny, Allison, and myself, as we excitedly discuss our hopes and dreams in 2023 with the topic of boundaries at the forefront of our planning. Throughout the episode, we share the importance of boundary setting and how in our work experience it's actually been the setting of those boundaries that's freed us up to try new and exciting and creative endeavors. In doing so, we've been able to eliminate the looming cloud of work-life balance and unrealistic expectations. Now, without further ado, I present to you episode number 11 of the Motherhood Anthology podcast. Of what I wanted us to talk about today. We're all winding down for the year. And usually when photographers take a beat and rest for maybe a week, and then we start thinking about next year. <laughs> and so that's what I wanted to, to chat about today is just what went well this year, what changes you're making, what you're dreaming for next year. What about you, Jenny? How did your year go
1: this year? Oh, I love that. I actually like much prefer thinking about next year, like starting right about now. I don't, I didn't do this on purpose, but I think I, this year, I just counted a little bit before we started this, but I think I shot the most number of sessions I ever have. And, um, I kind of tried to not do that. So (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do next year. I think I need to, I don't know. I might raise my prices just a little bit, but I didn't feel really overwhelmed. Like I actually took a lot of, um, I probably ended up taking almost one whole week off every month. So it's really hard to complain about that.
0: (laughs) Right. So do you mind sharing how many sessions roughly you
1: shot this year? So I counted very quickly. And if I counted correctly, I'm at 131 sessions. That's full sessions. I don't really do any discounts, but all of my sessions are full priced, except for I do a trade with one of my hair and makeup artists and friends who she's like a really amazing hairstylist. So she does my hair a few times a year. And I do a session or two a few times a year. So she had two sessions that were free. And then I also donate a session to a little boy who is a foster baby. And so I did his one year in January and I'll do his two year this January again. So I don't count those in my like paid numbers, but those are in there. And yeah, it was it was a lot. And
0: <laughs> so how did you did you I guess you purposely structured your month so that you could have that week off.
1: Yeah, well, actually, no, that would be a lie. I can't say that I purposely did that except for, you know, like November, I took the whole week at Thanksgiving off. In terms of shooting sessions, I still worked a little bit. I just kind of worked out that way. Like October, my kids have a week off of school for fall break. So I knew that I didn't want to have to go to the studio or see any clients then. It just kind of works out that way. Most months I would say. And then like December, I try to take off this whole second half of the month and like the first few days of January. So, and then same for like, you know, during the summer that will happen sometimes and we'll go on vacation in like April or May. So it just, when you look at all the months, you're like, Oh, I actually did like take almost a week off every month.
0: (laughs) Right. So you're not at the beginning of the year, like marking Mm -hmm. off the weeks and Which sounds Um, like a really good idea now that I think.
1: Yeah, now that you say that, (laughs) that actually is a really good idea. I would say I do do that for like major holidays, obviously, you know, like Thanksgiving week. I go through my kids now that they're back in school, I go through their school schedules. So, like, I will mark off, I believe they have like a spring break in March. So, I'll mark that week off. Then I won't meet with clients or do any sessions. And then we are going to the beach, like at the very end of April, early May. So like I'll mark that week off. So yeah, for the most part, like some of those weeks are a happy surprise, either like weather reschedules or just like random stuff. And then maybe like 50 to 60% of the weeks are intentionally like taken off in advance.
0: So how many sessions roughly per week are you shooting? (laughs)
1: so the goal is anywhere from two to three four is kind of like if I really have to put a fourth one in either for you know a weather reschedule illness reschedule and then I'll try to then do that same thing like kind of make the next week a little lighter but I have had some five and six session weeks mm-hmm. this year so yeah that's that's part of the I need to figure out that balance a little bit more <laughs> because. Right those weeks are tough, but at the same time, like I had a six session week last week and I was supposed to have one this week and that got rescheduled for the rain. And so I don't mind it as much when I've got the full next week to really like go through and edit and just honestly not leave my house and have to get dressed. Like I can, I can manage it even though it's not ideal. So in a perfect world, you know, those two to three a week consistent, but it works out. Okay. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Tell me, can you put your finger on anything or the things that helped you? If 131 sessions were, was your most sessions yet, like what do you think helped you achieve that?
1: So I think it's hard to say because I think as artists and business people and photographers, we are just constantly like evolving and You're constantly learning from, okay, what did I do that I didn't like? What did I do that I don't think worked, but I liked it or like that I thought really worked, but you know, all of those things. And it's kind of hard to like pin down um, a concrete answer for that, which I know doesn't sound great, but I think just continuing to really evolve my brand and becoming known for What I do and like having that consistency, I moved into the new studio in um, July of like 2021. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that maybe changed my work slightly, just made it more, even more consistent. I was able to do more in that studio than my old studio. And then the collective membership program that I've got, which is essentially like another word for my baby plan, but it doesn't have to be start with a newborn or maternity and doesn't have to be a first year. It can be anybody. Um I have a lot of repeat clients and a lot of clients doing those and doing their second and even third memberships now. Um I think all of that just really like, I think being true to like who you are and what you want to do and just putting that out there for everybody to see in a very refined and professional way, I would say, if that makes sense. <laughs>
0: Okay. Absolutely. Also momentum. Like, like you said, you're building on all the years previous.
1: Um, exactly. Exactly. Those repeat clients really help. You know, even if I, I had one a couple of weeks ago that I had done her, this was her third newborn. And so I hadn't done a full session for her since her last newborn, who I think is three-ish now. And so even if I haven't seen them for a couple of years, you know, people are coming back and that's really, really amazing and really awesome. How about you, Allison? Tell us about
0: your year.
2: So my year was different from all the past because (laughs) I have moved across the country. It was pretty awesome, actually, to just see it unfold organically. You know, you have this idea and expectations of what it's going to be, and then it actually ends up being what it's meant to be. So I flew back every month with the exception of three months in the year. So nine months I was traveling back, you know, you just sort of, for me, I pack in all of my sessions basically into four days of shooting while I'm here in Houston. So I did, or will have done by the end of the year, like 44 sessions And then I have Monette who works for me and she does sessions while I'm not here. So she has done so far 80 and then 10 petites that we offer as well. So I think she'll be probably at like, I don't know, close to 85 by the end of the year. Yeah, it was a... I don't know. It's like you really cross your fingers and hope that like your idea of what will work works. And I feel like it did. I feel like we're ending the year on a really positive note. That's the most sessions that my studio has ever photographed.
0: And we had a really good year. So let's back up for those that don't know your story. So tell them a little bit about your decision to move. What what inspired you to make the move and how you structured that? So
2: I think that For a lot of people, they can agree that COVID changed a lot of things in life. And, you know, while there were a lot of negatives that came along with it, there was also a lot of positives in that, you know, people have realized, you know, what is important to them and what their like ideal life looks like. And so for us, you know, it was really my husband worked from home during COVID. I we pulled our kids and we're homeschooling them. And so It wound up that, you know, I was homeschooling until noon, then going to the studio, doing sessions, coming home. We didn't have a lot of support. And, you know, my husband realized, like, God, he really loved being home with the family and with kids and being able to be a part of those moments. And so there was one night last August that we just sat down and we're like, what if we moved? You know, we could just, like, instead of sitting in our comfort, because we've been in Houston for, I mean, I think it was like 14, 15 years. Why don't we just go do what's going to make us happy? And at the time, he had the flexibility with his job and asked to be remote, and they said yes. And I just had this idea that I could continue doing what I was doing, but from afar. Obviously, with the support of, you know, hiring another photographer so that we could, you know, say yes to those sessions in between me being here. And it's unfolded really nice. I mean, my husband actually quit his job last May. And so our whole entire life, our life has just shifted for the better. And so mm-hmm. it. Is scary, but I said in like a past podcast that I, you know, once I decide I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And so we decided in August, we came out, flew out to North Carolina in September and found the area that we wanted to be in. We bought a house in October and moved in December. So it was fast once we decided we were going to do it.
0: Yeah, I've said before, you guys move fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what you want for sure. So yeah. <laughs> no, I I just think that's so um, wonderful. Like so many people, me included, sometimes which I'm a little bit like that too. Like I think the you know possibilities are endless, and sometimes we get in our own head and think the way it is is the way it has to be. And but no, to just say you know with a thriving business, it's not like your business was like wobbling along right. and you're like, yeah, well, what have I got to lose? You have a thriving business and you're like, I think I'm going to move cross country. And so I just applaud you for that because so many people wouldn't have the nerve to do that. And
2: well, thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and you did it with, with no really intention of setting up business there in Nashville, right? Like, well, so originally, yes, my
2: plan was like, okay, I'm going to get out there I'm going to get settled and then start like building a business. But like I said before, you know, things sort of unfold in a different way than you intend. Like the idea of opening another studio sounds incredible. It is a lot of work when you are doing that many sessions a year, not just, you know, me obviously, but my team. And so, you know, when, when I moved out there and things got rolling here and, you know, Monette is photographing so many families and she, she photographs them and edits their sessions, but I, you know, I, I do everything else. So I prep the galleries and I, you know, all of it. So it's a lot, (laughs) I mean, because not only am I running, like theoretically I'm running my own business where I'm traveling back and photographing 40 sessions, but then I also am, you know, prepping the galleries for her or, you know, doing stuff that isn't just that on top of that, you know, we have the stuff for the motherhood anthology. So, you know, I got out there and it just, it, it would be too much. If I opened another studio, I have had clients fly out there for family sessions. It's absolutely beautiful where I live. So a lot of them want that. And so I can see myself building that up in 2023, because I feel like I've had a year under my belt of, you know, the travel and, you know, managing something from afar and all of that. And we're hopefully going to get into a new studio space. And so that will allow more growth and hopefully some more flexibility for me to start
0: focusing a little bit on North Carolina. So, um, Jenny, you said, I think a minute ago, something, I think you, I made a note that you said, look, you, right now you start looking at the things that didn't work and the things that really worked. So, can each of you tell me maybe one thing that you can think of that really didn't work this year? Ooh. Who's going first, Jenny? You, <laughs> <laughs> you go first, because I need to think of one. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I do
1: too. Or maybe oh. something you're not
0: doing what? next year. Like um, Maybe, okay. a, something maybe it wasn't exactly. a
1: bomb, but... You, <laughs> So something that I definitely did like this year was because I got in that new studio like a year and a half ago now, I really started doing like way more studio sessions than outdoor sessions. I would say before it was maybe closer to like 60% studio, 40% outside. And I really feel like this, the end of last year, all of this year, it was really more like. 80 to 90 studio and 20 to 10% outside. I absolutely love that. So I guess that counts as a didn't work and did work like the outside stuff, you know, especially now that my kids are back to school, like normal school hours, I really only see them on the weekends and evenings after school. And so to give up so many outdoor, I do all of my outdoor sessions at sunset to give up, more than one of those a week up, or even, you know, have weeks where I have one every week or months where I have one every week. It just, it's just not for me anymore. Like it's not working for me. It's a lot of stress to, you know, depend on the weather and things like that. And so I really tried to keep a strict, stricter <laughs> calendar of like what was open for outdoor sessions this year, especially this fall. I think we know that like fall is generally like when everybody wants an outdoor session. And so I really tried to keep those to a minimum as well as keeping those available to past or current clients or membership clients. So I didn't actually do a lot of new client outdoor family sessions this year. And that took so much stress and pressure off of number one, worrying about like rescheduling and weather because like my past clients already like understand that and they already understand that I don't work nights or I don't work weekends. And so these were all weekday nights. So if you need to leave work early, if you need to leave school early, like that's just what you have to do. And so I really think going into 2023, I want to even streamline that a little bit more and take fewer if I can. And then also really be strict this year about not shooting kind of after the first week of June till September outside, because it's, it gets so hot and humid. I'm in Nashville and it is just, I mean, 90 to hundred and like hundred percent humidity all summer long. And it's just, it's not my favorite look outside during the like dead of summer anyways. And also clients are miserable. And so I think really like that really limits kind of like my outdoor availability. And I don't, don't hate that.
0: isn't that interesting that you narrowed your offerings even more by not really shooting as much outdoors but you shot more sessions than you've ever shot so um, that says something to me that when you really get down to what you want to do
1: yeah and I think people are really scared to either make a change or take something away that is otherwise you know on paper working like I could have been booked every every night every weekend with outdoor family sessions and I just I didn't want that. You know, I worked hard this fall and I did do more sessions this fall than my typical or like minimum, but I didn't feel like I was that photographer that was gone every night for my family and spending every sunset out in the fields. I just didn't want to feel like that anymore and I I thought I have the studio space. Why not use that to my advantage and try to shoot more when during the day when the kids are in school? And it's been really, really nice.
0: I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask anyway, for our listeners, (laughs) would you ever consider hiring an associate to shoot those outdoor (laughs)
1: sessions? The answer is no. I love how y'all are laughing at me. I well, listen. I have considered it. I have tried. It's very hard. I do think it's hard think, for what, Jenny? What, what's hard? I real. I don't trust anybody. <laughs> I don't want anybody like messing with my. I just. I just. I am a one-woman show. And I love it that way. Um, but <laughs> that said, I do really feel like I could eventually get to a place where. I could have an associate shooter for just outdoor sessions. And I think that would work out really well, especially if like I'm not doing any of those, they're doing all of those. And it's a very like, very black and white line. I don't know that that will be next year though. I'm not quite ready. (laughs) You (laughs) guys heard it here.
0: Send your resume to Jenny. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) Yes. and I might send me a resume. I might review it in the next, I don't know, five to 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Listen, I know you two are the outsourced queens, and I do. I, I'm not saying it's wrong. I think it could be probably one of the smartest things I've ever done. Truly, it's, it's going to take some therapy effort, like, to get vanity. Jenny there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. How about you, Allison? What what worked and what didn't work this year?
2: So the whole time Jenny was talking, I'm sitting here going like, man, can I like, is there something profound that I can share about something that didn't work for me? And (laughs) I mean, really, I just can't come up with anything for this past year. It truly was a good year. Like it definitely turned out differently than I had expected, but not in a bad way. I think that if I was to put, if I had to choose something and Honestly, this epiphany came yesterday on the airplane. I was reading the book Flex. You know, it it says that you have to like create room for yourself for creatives to create. Otherwise, you know, you just get stuck in like the churn of your routine of being with kids and being with family and running a business and this and that. And it talked about how. Okay, this might be a little long winded. But I say it anyways. So it talked about mm-hmm. how if you put kids in an open field, they'll stay together. But if you put them in a fenced field, they'll explore it all the way to the fence. And so it was saying how you need to put up like some boundaries to give yourself the freedom to create again, and not just like Mm. churn through it. And so I think that that it's not that I, I'm not mad about it this year, because I really do feel like this was such a transitional year for my business. And I, could have ex- couldn't have expected anything more because it turned out great. However, I think that I do need those boundaries to be able to have those light bulb moments. You know, I remember when I lived in Texas and someone would ask me a question and, and it would just like, I would blurt something out. And, and I was like, man, that was good. Like, and that hasn't <laughs> happened in a while. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because I've been so concerned with everything else that's shifting and changing. I haven't really allowed myself the room to have some creative freedom again. So that's my plan in 2023 is to Dedicate some time. It says you can get your best ideas when you're walking. So I'm going to start
0: walking Mm -hmm. and hopefully have some light bulb moments. That's good. That struck home with me, the children in the field, because Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell y'all, this is a confession. I built, well, we, not me, we built our dream home 12 years ago and we built it in the historic section of town where I live. So we made it look like an old home. It's got a center hall with Heart pine floors and beautiful picture lights down the center hall, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lights down the center hall. Twelve years later, I have no pictures under the lights. Isn't yeah. that terrible? Isn't I mean I own a print lab, <laughs> I'm a photographer, no pictures. And you people really have walk, no excuse. People walk into my home and they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> print your work, right? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think it's that there's too many options. There's too many photos. There's like, y'all are, I need therapy for that. I'm sure that we could impact that, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I see like where, if you said, okay, Kim, you've got a deadline and here are your options. We're going to hold you accountable to this. Like So mm-hmm. I'm going to make that my goal this year. My poor son is a senior this year. And he's like, mom, Will you please hang my photo on the wall? Aww. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? I'm going to get emails about this, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet.
1: Listen, it's like, what is that? What is that saying? The the cobblers' kids have no shoes. Children have no, have shoes. no shoes. I saw that. Yeah, say it's totally it's like that. No, we, I have we, the
0: photos. I mean, I have them. I, I mean, I just can't get them on the wall. And I think too, like, I'm so ADD that I think there's something subconsciously to the fact that I really like white walls when my business is looking at images all day. Like it's soothing to me, but that's no excuse.
1: Um, No, I get that. So we moved into the house that we're in now in July. And so it's just been like, you know, six months and I'm, I'm literally sitting in my office right now, surrounded by years and years of framed prints just stacked up against the wall because I can't decide. I put up a few things, mm-hmm. but I really like those blank walls. And mm-hmm. I feel like I have all of this space and like this white space. And I just, I can't make that commitment, even though like they're already printed, they're already right, ready. I think they've right. already been up in other homes. Yeah. It's just really hard. But like to, to the, that boundary, just in general, those boundaries, I think that Photographers really forget that, like, clients also want that, you know, like, even having boundaries within your business and like best practices, but also like boundaries of here are your 10 frame choices so that they're not overwhelmed. Because if you think about, you know, as photographers, even as you owning a print lab, owning a film lab, like, you have. All of the choices that you're too many but choices. It's hard to make mm-hmm. those decisions. Yeah, when you right. have a lot of choice, and so you know, if somebody said to you, "Pick one of these five frames. Pick one of these, you know, twenty images." Like that, that is really a service to our clients to like set up some of those boundaries for them as well as for us, and that helps them and helps your business, you know, continue along. Mm, Well, boundaries,
2: boundaries allow you to make decisions easier, truth, truly. And, and I feel like, you know, for, for me, like business boundaries is, you know, I don't respond to emails after a certain time. I don't work on the weekends. And then during the week, like I work from nine to two, because that's when my kids aren't with me and putting those boundaries on my day allows me to accomplish so much more than I would with just like a not scheduled day where I could work for nine hours or I could work for two hours. You know, when I have that option to work for nine hours, that's when I scroll Instagram or mm-hmm. I have a side conversation with someone or and it's, there's no focus anywhere. I'm not giving anything a hundred percent, but if I put up those boundaries and I say, okay, I'm going to work from nine to two, I can churn out so much in that time. And so I get to have a 25 hour work week instead of a 40 hour work week and probably just get, get just as much as accomplished as I would, you know, sort of skipping through a 40 hour week.
0: There's a a, yeah, there's a name for that. I'm actually looking at my phone, trying to figure that out what, like a project will take up whatever time is allotted for that. So be it two weeks or two days, it's going to take that long. So,
1: Ooh, I have another one kind of like, um, in, in like those deadlines and boundaries and like putting those boundaries on ourselves that really worked in my business this year that I changed. If you want to hear about it. Yes. (laughs) Tell us. So I used to, okay, so we'll back up a little bit. I used to do IPS, which is in-person sales. And when the pandemic started, I switched everything from not doing IPS to online galleries. So it really took me a little while to like figure out the best way that I like doing those. And up until, I would say probably within the first part of this year, so early 2022, I would photograph a session, come home, start calling and editing. And as I kind of knew that I was finishing with editing or knew that I would be done on this day, I would send an email to the client that said like, hi, you know, blah, blah, blah. Your images are ready to view. Please respond back with like, when you would like me to send the gallery over. Because I am doing um, two day online galleries. So they get to choose the start date. They then have two days to view everything, make their decisions, complete their invoice, all of that good stuff. So it was kind of like contractually, I always say that galleries or their images will be ready within three weeks from their session. So I knew that I kind of had that deadline, but I always like to... under promise and over deliver. So like if I ever got to three weeks, I was stressing. And So I was usually shooting for like that one to two week window of delivery. I didn't want to be too fast and I didn't want to be like right at the end of the deadline. So it was just a lot of back and forth with clients and they, there was just no like boundary to kind of guide them to what to do. So I started sending that email instead of when I was like nearly finished or finished with the gallery, I would send that email within a day or two of their session. And I would look at my calendar and know that, okay, you know, this week I have these three sessions. I know that I can get this one done by X date. So I would send them the email and say, your images will be ready by the first date in this list below. You can choose any of these, If you know, obviously if one doesn't work, we can pick another date, but blah, blah, blah. So that kind of gave them a a hard boundary of like, no checking in, I get zero, hey, when do you think my pictures will be ready, Um, emails or messages. And it gave me a really firm boundary of what to work on because I knew that, or I was finding that... Say I had four sessions to edit and they were all due within three weeks or less of when they were photographed. It just, there was not a real like deadline because I didn't want to use that three weeks as the deadline, right? So there wasn't like a real deadline and I found myself taking longer to edit the galleries just because I could. And so this has really kept me on top of things. And I also know that, you know, let's say I sent that same email out, say shoot four sessions, two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday. I send four of those emails out on Thursday and I give them all the same options of dates. Well, if Tuesday morning picks the last date and Wednesday morning picks the first date available, that also flips the way that I'm gonna, the order in which I'm gonna edit. And so like, I'm not rushing to edit a gallery for somebody who doesn't want it for two and a half weeks, if that makes sense. And like giving the client's, those boundaries and giving myself that like almost like set work schedule has made, has taken the pressure off of like, like right now I have six sessions that need to be edited, but I'm not, I've already communicated with all of those clients. They've already picked their gallery reveal, let's say dates. And so I'm not sitting here going, oh, I have six sessions to edit it. I wonder what the clients are thinking. I wonder who I'm going to get an email from to be like, hey, especially this time of the year, hey, just checking in, like, when do you, I know they'll be ready by three weeks, but, like, do you think they might be ready earlier? Like, there's none of that, and it's, that alone frees up so much of your time, right? <laughs> That's one thing that, like, I would, I will 100% continue and, like, love that I implemented.
0: So you have them choose a reveal date because your gallery only stays up for a couple of days, right?
1: Correct. So kind of coming off of in-person sales where, you know, you're sitting with them for 20 minutes to an hour in my head, I thought, well, here's, here's 47 extra hours. (laughs) So I think a lot of people are really shocked by like that two day window. But for me, again, it comes down to like putting those boundaries and giving them that fence to work within. Right. So like, if you give them, you know, like go back to the fence analogy, If you give people a fence, they're going to explore all the way to that fence. So if I gave them two weeks, they're going to take that whole two weeks. And then it's just going to be like something hanging over their shoulders and hanging over my shoulders. And it's like, I, you have a session. I know you want your photos. I want to wrap this session up. I can't have a bunch of open sessions, like continually weeks and weeks and weeks. So it just is a really good, again, boundary. (laughs) I feel like I've said that word a million times. But just a good way to like kind of keep everything on track and keeps it so I can continue on with next sessions and give each client really like the full service that they deserve and not have, you know, 10 sessions back that I'm still emailing back and forth with and dealing with and things like that. So for me, it's way more time than they've ever had. And so yeah. no one's no one's had an issue with it.
0: <laughs> well, one I think one of the reasons that in-person sales is so successful is that they're forced to make a decision while they're still while the images are still new and they're still you know the the new hasn't worn off also they don't have grandma or you know whoever else they show the gallery to speaking to what are you going to do with these or you know whatever they don't have input from other people Um, so I think that's very smart that you give them that narrow window to make and it forces them to go ahead and make a decision instead of stretching it out.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And for my clients, I really hope that by the time we get to this point, they kind of know if they are going to want all of the files or if they're going to want artwork. Like, it's not by this point, it's not really a surprise. It's more like just kind of like wrapping things up. I
0: gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So it's called Parkinson's law. It's that the work will expand to fill the time allotted to its completion. So I Mm -hmm. knew there was a name for that.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally like what what those galleries and editing
0: does. That's right. Yeah. So what are you guys planning for next year? What are you thinking about right now? Like, even if you don't know exactly, like what, what's starting to go through your head? So I am going to find a new
2: studio a hundred percent. That is a must for 2023. I want to move into town and be closer to my clients, um, allow that convenience for them because, you know, Houston, you can drive an hour and still be in Houston. So that'll be number one is making that change. Number two, and Jenny's going to go, what? I am going to do Santa again next year. What? (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Um, And that is not just me, obviously it's Monette (laughs) and it's my clients. I feel like, you know, I have had so many people message me over the last two years saying, are you going to do Santa? Are you going to do Santa? And I mean, and this is not to toot my own horn, but I've had people say like, you know, I've gone other places that have Santa, but they're just not as good. And so (laughs) I feel like, you know, so many of them, like, have it up on the mantle during the holidays. And it was like such a tradition and it's gone. And so now, especially because I have Monette that works with me, I think that we can make that happen again next fall. So now I'm obviously putting it publicly on a podcast. So I'm (laughs) going to be held
1: to it. (laughs) Boy, are you going to be crying to me in six (laughs) months?
2: But it's the combination truly of having a bigger studio space that can accommodate that along with <laughs> by next, you know, November, we're going to be even further from COVID and more comfortable with, you know, events like that and, you know, being able to just serve those clients that I saw every year and, you know, I don't know, giving them those pictures. It's just, ugh. I, I might regret my life, but I'm going to do it.
1: <laughs> you are, um, you are braver than me. I, I will say <laughs> like, that is a change that I do not miss. I'm just, I've been so happy this fall and this winter. Good, good luck. Good luck. Well, to you. <laughs> and, but again, it goes back to the fact
2: that it's not just me solo, right? Like I yeah. have Monette who can, you know, photograph with me. It's, it's totally different from how I used to do it before. So I think that it's possible and it will be less stressful because, because I have someone else because we'll be in a bigger studio space because we will be further out from, you know, COVID, all of those things combined. So, so that, and then I don't know, in 2023, I'm looking forward to not coming back to Texas every month. My ideal goal is that You know, Monette is so busy that maybe I fly back like every other month and, you know, photograph like my clients that have been with me for forever, but it would be, it would be really nice to sort of set some boundaries there where it's not like an every month thing because she is getting busier and busier. And I mean, she's carrying, you know, a lot of the weight of the business it's not just me that has to photograph sessions, right? It's her as well. So I think stepping back and allowing her, you know, client base and everything to grow and, you know, me sticking with the people that either request me or the people that have been with me for forever would be a really nice goal for 2023.
1: Jenny, what you got cooking for next year? This is really hard because aside from having, you know, some weeks this year that were slightly busier than others I feel like this has been one of my best years I think I'm gonna have my um so last year was my highest grossing and netting year and this year will top that and so it's really hard to to want to change much I do think you know sticking to that really strict outdoor schedule and availability very small availability for outdoor sessions will be key. I think there's a lot that worked really well this year. And so next year I may focus on just like even scheduling less outdoor sessions or possibly thinking about that associate (laughs) for outdoor sessions. I don't know. I do feel like I've kind of spent the past couple of years kind of nailing down this big shift in my business from being at the studio a lot, doing a lot of IPS and in-person things and consults with clients to... Not, I mean, even just like little things as figuring out like what size box I need for every kind of thing that I'm sending out, which I didn't used to really be sending out. That took me a little while to figure out. And like, I know that sounds crazy, but I've got all of that down now and stocked and it's made everything so much simpler to kind of like move through each session and each client and each month. And so I think just kind of, tweaking those things, kind of, you know, perfecting those things. One goal that I do have for next year is you can't see this, but behind me, I have bookshelves of uh, shelves and shelves of business books. And I have read a lot of them. I love business books, but the past year I've been reading a ton of novels and I need to get back into also adding some business books. So I think that will be my goal for next year is to implement some more of those and then see, you know, what kind of takeaways I can evolve and add to my business and my brand. A podcast book club, a monthly
0: episode for a book would be a that great would,
1: idea. That would be so great to do, like a business book every month. I um, I really miss that. Like I used to be an avid, I mean, I mean, I'm still an avid reader, but like I just have been doing all fiction, and so I used to love reading all the business books, and then you know my business kind of got to a place where i was like okay it's hard to learn new things when you feel like you don't need to make a ton of big changes but there's always things to learn so it's kind of like a a balance of if it's not broke don't fix it but yeah. also learn new things <laughs> i think
0: that's a big lesson <clears throat> um in itself that because as creatives we want change we want to we want to start the year with something new and sometimes, you know, like you said, if it's not broke, don't fix it and just sit and enjoy all your hard work and look around and, you know, appreciate that and keep doing what you're doing. So,
1: yeah, that's so hard, especially in like this culture of, which I do think is changing slightly, but like, you know, the the hustle culture and everybody's wanting more and doing more and add this and do this. And it's like, at what point do you get to a point where you're like, I'm actually okay with like how this past year went. I'm actually okay with like the money I made, the time I spent. Um, And so it's like, what little tiny tweaks do I feel like I should change, but don't really need to. And so it's like just kind of evaluating those small things.
0: Good deal. Well, thank you, ladies. I've enjoyed this. Okay, so to wrap things up, let's talk about the Motherhood Anthology. Do you have any ideas, goals, plans that you're you guys are thinking about for the new year? I do. I'll I'll start. <laughs> okay. So I actually had book club on my list of things. We're actually having a team meeting today and that was one of the things that I wanted to talk about. So I'm excited that that you brought that up, Jenny, cuz I also love a business book as you know.
1: Awesome. And so
0: I think that would be really fun. I also think I'm so excited about where the podcast is going and it's fairly new and we're kind of figuring this thing out, but I'm excited to get to know more people and possibly do some episodes for our members that are members only episodes.
1: I think that might be a fun thing. I love that. I love the book club idea. Sign me up for that. Um, (laughs) I would love to see, you know, TMA membership, just grow. And I, my favorite thing about membership is being in that private group, you know, every day and seeing people, um, have success or try things. And they're like, oh my gosh, this works. And, um, my business is, you know, not where it was three months ago. And it's amazing. And like just seeing that, or even just seeing people struggle and being able to help them. And then they implement something and it, it changes their business for the better. It's Like I, I could do that all day, every day.
2: I love that. I agree. I feel like there is so much in the TMA community and the membership being able to watch businesses grow so quickly because they have the support that all three of us did not have when we first started out Mm -hmm. that that's amazing. Like they, they are able to, have support from other photographers that have walked the path before them. They can ask questions and they're not just like, I'm sure you guys can agree. Like we had to Google it and it was not, the answer wasn't there for us. So I would love to see the community grow and continue to see their successes and just be able to like, even if I help in the smallest way, be able to build up another business. Thank y'all. Thank you.
1: Happy New Year. Thank you. Bye y'all. Bye.
0: Bye. In our own businesses, Jenny Allison and I have come to realize not only the necessity of boundaries in our work, but also love for the space that boundaries create for dedicated work and opportunity to safely try new creative ideas. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this episode and were able to take some of our own strategies for setting boundaries and apply them in your photography business. As you make plans for your photography business in 2023, we'd love to have you join our free community on Facebook at The Motherhood Anthology Community. There you'll find a group of like-minded individuals navigating their own businesses while supporting and uplifting others along the way. You may also find complimentary resources available to you at themotherhoodanthology.com under our courses tab. Feel free to look through those educational materials and download free courses that may help you attain your big goals in 2023. Lastly, you may connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at The Motherhood Anthology. I love this quote from Brene Brown, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others. I hope you're having a great holiday season and have a very happy new year. We'll see you back here next week for another new episode and an exciting 2023. From our lens to yours, until next time, friends.